You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. Rangers fans and New York Rangers friends talking about, well, I guess the New York Rangers. With me today, obviously, the, on July 9th, we have Brendan Lyons. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan. Welcome to episode two of Ranger Things. And then, boom, from the top rope, Dave. Dave Pacheco, how are you doing? We missed you I'm last week. doing well. I miss you all, too. And welcome to the first real episode oh. of Ranger Things <laughs> Podcast. Since we're all here as the, the full triumvirate. Yeah. yeah. Our hot take machine has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> Our, yeah. So, Dave, you know, just so everyone listening is aware, you know, Dave, you have like a real job that requires you to work real hours. So yeah. you, it's hard to schedule a routine. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen out there in the uh, podcast world, uh, I work for a, uh, a a company that supplies a lot of power to the Northeast. And um, yeah, I have a rotating schedule. So sometimes I might be here, sometimes I'm here, but I will make my best efforts uh, uh, to, uh, you know, be with you, lovely people. All right. Well, we don't know they're lovely yet. They haven't talked to us. And speaking of which... You can talk to us. So we're like a legitimate thing now. Yeah. You can follow we're, us on Twitter. We're real. We're real. We're a real podcast now. <laughs> we, yeah, we're a quote unquote real podcast. Yeah. On Twitter, Ranger Things 23, DM us, chat with us, talk to us. Brendan's really on running the show there. So, you know, if you don't like something he says, that's, that's where you're going to get him. And that's very lovely. Um, you, you can email us, contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. And go to the website, rangerthingspodcast.com. There's nothing really there other than to listen to the show. Speaking of which, you can subscribe to the show on all of your favorite services, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, whatever. Go check it out. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Um, the ECHL, uh, there's some news there. The Hartford Wolfpack has announced that the Cincinnati Cyclones are now their affiliate. Uh, breaking, pretty good team. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. World changing yeah. news. This is league shattering news. People we have are clamoring for that. ECHL affiliate. Yeah. Well, you know, I like it because, you know, it's only like a three hour drive for me to go see one of their games yeah. as opposed to a seven hour drive. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's more hockey in Ohio that is related to the Rangers. I'm happy about it. Yeah, um, but other than that, there's really not much to say. We're not going to see any of these guys. You know, gun um, to my head, I couldn't tell you who the old ECHL facility, uh, affiliate was. Oh, you and didn't I'm know about the Jacksonville? <laughs> no, you know about the Jacksonville Didn't know we had one. Yeah, yeah only my, down in Florida. My my hope is that maybe this is uh, a sign of things to come of maybe giving uh, Ohio another NHL team in the in the next expansion. I, I would love the return of the Cleveland Barons. That would be something I'd welcome with open arms. Get rid of the monsters. Who needs them at this point? Move them, move them down to Columbus. 
be close I mean, to their home team. Let's think about that for a second. You know, <laughs> uh, no, for, for, for real. I mean, is it is it uh, a starved market or? I mean, you guys are kind of Cleveland's not that far from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But there's a natural rivalry there. Yeah. So but the, I'll you know, say thinking like TV rights, you know. We get blacked out for Pittsburgh games. That's yeah. true. I you will know, like, say this: that the their AHL team, the Cleveland Monsters, for the portions of the arena they sell tickets for, they sell out. They're pretty. They're pretty. Well, weekend games, especially a lot of families, but there are hockey fans in Cleveland. Um, not as many, obviously, as the Browns or the Guardians, but they're there. Can we support an NHL team? No, no way. No. Yeah, well, I'm thinking just <laughs> TV rights, TV rights from Pittsburgh, TV rights from Columbus, maybe even TV rights from Ch- from Chicago. Maybe. No, it's oh. just Columbus, Pittsburgh, Chicago. We we're we're a little too far out. But is it? Is yeah, it Buffalo just as close? <laughs> Buffalo's pretty Buffalo, close as well. Yeah, Bu- Buffalo's closer than Chicago. Um, Chicago, we're equidistant to Chicago and New York, basically. Cleveland, I'm from Cleveland. For everyone who's wondering, we have the insider knowledge on this conversation right now. Um, so yeah, that's the ECHL deal. Fun stuff. You can go read about it on the Hartford Wolfpack website that I know you guys are all probably you probably already read it. Probably have, um, you all have that bookmarked. Yeah. Um, so all right, next up on the list, okay, AV, our favorite coach. He's retired. He's no longer uh, a hockey coach. Definitely not an NHL coach anymore. He's decided to hang him up. So I figured today's a great chance to talk about our favorite AV moment. You know, he was, he did take the Rangers to a Stanley Cup final. Um, He did have some great years. He did have some really bad years. Um, Might have screwed us. He might have helped us. I just want, I'm just curious about, and we could talk about maybe about AV in general with the Rangers, but really keep it light. Dave, what is your favorite AV moment? Well, I always love AV, and he always had this kind of shitty grin all the time. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely in full effect when um, when they traveled up to Canada to play Torts' team, and in in the first uh, kind of first meeting against the ex coach. And mm-hmm. Kreider scored a hat trick and just decimated uh, towards his team that night. And uh, Av's uh, gum chewing and and and, and <laughs> grin was on full display that night. It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah that was a that was a funny one because like you, it was like it was really like a stick of the knife to Torts from Av. Like the Rangers, I, I don't think they were they left on bad terms, but I think Av really wanted to set himself apart from that whole structure ethos. yeah and yeah. that night really did it It was pretty funny speaking of his gum chewing i have a lot of favorite av moments but really what sticks with me the most is his gum chewing right like especially after covid right like you're wearing the mask i smell my stinky breath all day for whatever reason too much coffee maybe a cigarette or two so I'm just, i started chewing gum a lot during covid especially when i'm driving and i'll take the gum into the store with me i'm like chomping on the gum just like my only frame of reference for men chewing gum is AV and Burt Reynolds, and I've somehow 
and I now chew gum in public like that. And it's actually probably super obnoxious for everyone around me, but I could care less. Like I'm the cock of the walk at this point. I'm chewing gum, buddy. Yeah, I think AV kind of actually kickstarted all that, uh, all the stuff you, all these products you see now with the those jaw, uh, <laughs> you know, things that they chew on. Because he would he would aggressively just chew just like a a whole like a pack of uh, bigly chew, just packs and packs of gum. It, it, it was <laughs> insane. I always imagine that he was like not. It's not even flavored gum. It's just it, he's just. <laughs> He's just chewing raw gum. Yeah, <laughs> he just had a handball in his mouth at all yeah. times. Well, like those, like those rainbow strips that would lose all the all the flavor yeah. in, in three chews. <laughs> yeah, you just keep putting more and more in there. Just, I need to feel something. Right, so, Brendan, how about you? What's your favorite AV moment? Uh, my f- so I've got a couple of favorite AV moments. One of them had, is like d- like directly involves AV. And the other one just involves his likeness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, I guess my favorite AV moment involving AV was back in, I think it was 2016. It was Rangers Flyers. And uh, in the middle of a play, like Wayne Simmons is like trying to like hip check McDonough and McDonough cross checks him across the back of the head and the refs <laughs> miss it. And Simmons goes down and then hops back up and then, like, with the glove on, just punches McDonough right in the face and gets the match penalty, right? (laughs) And he gets a match penalty and he loses his mind and breaks his stick and throws the stick at the refs. And the second that, like, A.V. waited to make sure that everybody missed the cross check. And once he was certain (laughs) that everybody missed the cross check, he lost his fucking mind on the bench. And he was like, arms spread out, like, I thought this was America. Like, (laughs) (laughs) screaming at the refs. And then in the presser after the game, somebody asked him about the call, and he told the reporters to call the league and asked them (laughs) why the refs weren't going to be, why why the league wasn't going to be suspending Wayne Simmons for three games for throwing his stick at the refs. That's probably my favorite AV moment involving AV. Mm-hmm. And then real quick, uh, in in March of 2015, I, uh, my wife and I, Sandra and I went to, we, we went to Portland, Oregon on vacation where we ended up moving eventually. Uh, I remember this was six months before the move. Uh, and it's, this was that 2014, 2015 season where we were just, you know, the year we won the president's trophy and we were just steamrolling everybody. So you got to think like March of that year, we are like buzzing. Yeah. We're buzzing. We're closing in on the back end of the season and buzzing. Right. At this point, we're like, we're chasing the president's trophy. We're the best team in the league. And like Ranger fans are on a high and it was our first night in Portland. We've settled down in the Airbnb and we went to this restaurant to grab some dinner late. And I was wearing a ranger hat. And as we were walking in, this group of like eight guys um, came out of the restaurant. And it turns out that they were in Portland on uh, for a bachelor party, but they were from Vancouver, BC. 
And one of them saw my hat and he was like, Oh, the Rangers, Alain Vigneault. And they, and he started saying Alain Vigneault in like a French accent. And all eight of them started screaming Alain Vigneault and like (laughs) the circle around us. And at first I was like, yeah, this is great. Right. What I realize now is that they knew what was coming for us. (laughs) (laughs) They were making fun of me and I didn't realize it in the moment. Uh, but yeah, those are my two favorite Alain Young moments. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. I, I can't imagine getting taunted by a Canadian in public, but yeah, it's an I, interesting hate, I, hate, I hate to see it. Yeah, they're, well, you know, uh, as you imagine, because they're Canadian, they're bad at it, they're bad at making fun of people. Oh, yeah, because so, they just danced around in a circle. Yeah, it was like some kind of like, yeah, it was control. very, yeah, it was very. Yeah, like an Eastern European celebration. <laughs> it was <laughs> so anyway, those are my favorite AV moments. Like a scene out of Deer Hunter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just jump right into it, guys. Some news about Tarasenko. We know everyone cares about how Tarasenko is doing. Um, not good, apparently. So he he's <laughs> recently fired his agent. He's got his third agent in two years. The speculation, the rumors, the reality is that he's gotten a bunch of offers. Maybe the speculation is that he might not have liked them, but reportedly they are all under the 7.5 AAV. So he's starting from scratch again with with his new agent, all the teams again, he's going to start talking. But I think his, you know, Carolina was the prime suitor, primary suitor but that has gone out the window that's gone now yeah i think the Um, big question with tarasenko is why what's like i think that's what i would like to know what is is it the number like is it the dollar sign is it the number of years is he looking for years or is he like or is he arguing with or is his agent trying to get him years and he's saying excuse me he's saying no the cap's about to spike Right. I want I don't want to get locked into something right now. Maybe I want a one two year deal. Or is it location? We know that his wife, you know, him and his wife, they love New York. They want to stay in New York. Is it just New York or does she do they just not want to go to a place like Raleigh? Right. Yeah. They go to another city, like another actual city. Well, I don't think they can't go to Raleigh now. The Brinkat signed. Well, the Brinkat signed the Brinkat signed with uh the the Brinkett signed in Detroit. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Right. So yeah. Sorry. So the mixed up. It was actually a little bit of a haul that that Ottawa got. I think they got Kubalik. Uh, Sagrano. I'm pulling that out yeah. now. A conditional number one and a, and a fourth round for next for the next draft. Both in twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, and then what he got four. So again, it's another short contract, a four year contract. You'd think. He would get a longer contract, so four at eight at seven point eight five eight seven five. Yes. Well, I mean that's a, still a huge contract for the brink at four years, sure, because he wants to, he wants to hit twenty nine, get that bag through eleven, twelve, whatever that whatever the cap goes up to. Yeah. But I think that what this what this says here is like okay, we had right out of the gate on free agency. Here's all the show me's. Here's all the bet on yourself contracts because we know the cap's going up, however much. That's that's another conversation, but reportedly a lot. So, 
what what's is are the Rangers does he is he too proud or maybe I don't want to put it on him, but does he not want to take a, a lower contract? Does he wanted to bring out style contract where I I don't I doubt two years. I doubt very much he would be able to, even if we even if we traded Bidrow, uh that would only open up three and, and a half. half. Yeah. I, I you know I don't I don't know. I just don't think it, that would be a massive discount. A massive, massive discount to stay with the Rangers. I don't think he'd take it on and honestly, I don't think Again, where is he going to fit, though? Yeah, that's at, it's, at uh, this uh, point. Where does he fit at this point? You know, it's uh, it becomes an issue of balance in the lineup again. Uh, and I, I never ever thought I'd say this, but the lineup is more balanced with Goudreau in it than it would be with Tarasenko in it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, it, it, Carolina doesn't even have the cap space to sign him anyway. Yeah, they, I don't know what Carolina. Right I don't know what Carolina was going to do. I don't know how they were going to make that work. Honestly, I don't like the, the thing that the only thing that I really love about this whole thing is that he like apparently I mean ca- the Carolina social media team rolled out the whole welcome to Raleigh press junket. I mean for, for Tarasenko, <laughs> this they thought this deal was all but done, and I mean talk about our man Tank understanding the assignment. Just yeah, just salute to you, Vladimir, to just <laughs> fucking. To just fucking punk the like the entire hurricane organization like this, and then fire your agent for even suggesting that you become a Carolina Hurricane. Yeah, that you know what I think you're right. I think this that's it. Like it's the whole mess of Carolina. Yeah, Uh, maybe that's it. I think that. So this free agency, the majority of this free agent pool, you know, for UFAs at least. was sort of ugly ducklings. He was probably the biggest. He was the cream of the crop. He was, he was the, the number one the, get. He was the, the cream of the crop when it came to UFAs. But yes. I still think DeBrincat was the big piece of this free agency. He said he was an RFA, but he was the big piece. And I think a lot of teams were putting together their DeBrincat package and now that DeBrincat's got a home, teams are going to start looking to, to Tarasenko. You know, I'm not – I don't dislike DeBrincat. I'm not 100% sold on this guy. I think he's a good player. I would take Tarasenko nine times out of ten, ten, ten times over DeBrincat. Like, I think yeah. DeBrincat, he's younger. And he's younger. He's younger. He's a little on the small side. He's a dynamic player, but you know, call me crazy. I'm not like super thrilled with his game. Like he's nothing. He's not a showstopper. He's like, right. I, I in this free agent pool, UFA and RFA. Yeah, he's definitely cream of the crop. He's top of the pack there. But mm-hmm. Tarasenko is. I mean, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. He's the number one available player. Right now, yeah, yeah right yeah. now. Well, I, I think throughout all of free, like who was who was more desirable? From the I think demo? I think the Brinkat. I think there was more teams interested in the Brinkat than there was in Tarasenko because of his well, age. His age, yes. But if you're in, you know, maybe there are less teams in a win now mode. Mm-hmm. But 
you know. And I think, I, you know, he's a good fit for a four or five year deal in a place like Detroit. I know mm-hmm. Ottawa didn't want to lose him. I thought, you know, but here's what kind of sucks about DeBrincat going to Detroit. What sucks about that is one of the teams that is now going to turn their attention from DeBrincat to Tarasenko is the Islanders. Right. And the Islanders play in New York, homie, you know, where Mm -hmm. he wants to live, where his wife wants to live, you know, and I think if it, you know, he's not a Ranger fan. He doesn't give a fuck about the, how we feel about the Islanders. You know, his family wants to live in New York. He wants to, maybe he'd prefer to stay with the Rangers, but if he has the opportunity to go to Long Island. He said a lot of good things about the Rangers, how they treat the players really well. Like, he likes the pampering that the Rangers give. About the Islanders, Brendan, I'm going to press you on this. How the I don't think the Islanders have that level of pampering, to be honest. Definitely, no, they don't. (laughs) Sorry. I, I, what I'm curious is how the hell do the Islanders afford this? They have $400,000 in cap space. Like, I, I, I know like the rumors are going, they're going to try to make this work if they can get them. I mean, they'll dump half the roster to get this yeah, team. They'll put whatever trade package together they have to put together um, to make it work. I think like, I wouldn't be surprised if the second to bring that, like the second to bring that signed, with Detroit, Sorokin was on the phone with Tarasenko, telling him to come yeah. to come to the island. Uh, I don't know how they're going to make it work, but if they, you know, if they do make it work, awesome. I mean, they'll sell some jerseys. I still don't think the Islanders are a threat with Tarasenko there. Uh, Agreed. I think they get better for sure, but you know, do they move be- up? No, I think I, the spot in the I think Probably with not. with Horvat, Tarasenko, and Sorokin on the team, you know, I I think they are a steady wild card team in the mm-hmm. East now. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they don't become an they don't come out of the bubble team status. They stay. I think so. The, you know, instead of like a, a long shot bubble, they're just steady mm-hmm. bubble. Yeah, I um, think in a perfect world, what I would really love to see. Is that you know a team that has the money to spend right now? I believe, and a team where he would be a really good fit in a really cool city is Seattle. I would you love, just love Seattle. I do. I love the Kraken. I would love to see. Well, you know the thing is, is that the Kraken have a really <laughs> awesome fan base. They've got mm-hmm. a really beautiful, brand new arena. It's in a you know because of the WHL, it's an established hockey town. Uh, it would be awesome to see a bona fide star, not the expansion team, mm-hmm. the expansion draft team that they have. You know, they've got a budding star, Maddie Benier, but to see a yeah. bona fide star go to the Kraken and light it up in Climate Pledge would be fucking cool. That I mean, would be I, cool. The Kraken yeah. have certainly enough cal- uh, salary space to, mm-hmm. to sign him to, yeah. to to whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, they can and, give him eight over three comfortably. Yeah, mm-hmm. get you know it's half show me. Tarasenko, you know, I don't think Tarasenko is like in get my bag mode. This is his bag. This contract. Right. I think Seattle wants to win. Another, I, I think Tarasenko wants to win another cup, and if he wants to win another cup. I obviously I I think 
you know, Carolina probably would have been his best bet, but I think his wife just won't let him move there. Yeah. <laughs> but I would love to see him go to Seattle. Like, Seattle could be a problem with Tarasenko. They could be yeah, a I real mean, problem. That's, a, that's a game changer for them. That's an absolute game changer. There's a, a you know? built-in offense right there. Right you know? Uh, and, you know, I, it's a little bit selfish. You know, I live in the Pacific Northwest, and, we're you know, we already have tickets to go up a bunch of times. Like, I would, like, put the the Kraken Tarasenko jersey in the cart right now if he, for me if he signs with the Kraken. I think that would be all. Like, and, like, I've been up there to see the way these fans react to this team. They would go nuts for, for Tank up there. They would yeah. go absolutely bonkers for this guy. He would love playing for the Kraken. But yeah, yeah uh, worst case scenario, he's an Islander. Worst case, yeah. but you know, Islanders got they have to gut their team. Right yeah, now, right. Yeah, the only the <laughs> only other team I could see with the desire for Tarasenko and the cap space is the Blackhawks. Ooh. But I don't see. I just don't see Tarasenko wanting to get there. Yeah, I think there's a high likelihood that he just ends up in Ottawa. Again, I think their cap space though is they have like maybe three mil or no, they might have top. five right now. Five. You know, they um, give him maybe incentive laden. You know, well, he's not thirty he's not thirty he doesn't have that thirty five contract yet. He's only uh, thirty one. But look, if if I were Tarasenko, uh actually I don't know if either of you listen to Blue Shirts Breakaway, mm-hmm. but um you know, Greg Kaplan from Blue Shirts Breakaway had a really good point in one of their last episodes where he said if he were Tarasenko, he would want to go to a team like Ottawa for, you know, just a year contract get a little bit of a bag, four or five mil for the year, but go to a team that you know is going to move you to a contender come the deadline. Now, yeah, that, get that your money. That's sense. really interesting. Yeah. And get, you know, get your money. But be a movable contract. Now, like, be a sweet th- deal contract for a contender. Like, four million UFA at on the, in the off season, and get moved to Dallas or fucking Edmonton or back to the Rangers or wherever. You yeah. Know? The only problem is, at, you know, Ottawa still has. If I'm looking at this correctly, they still have five more spots to fill with five million dollars remaining. Yeah. Go to Anaheim. Sign a, a one-year five million dollar no. deal in Anaheim, and enjoy the yep. sunshine until the deadline, and then and then play for the and then and then and then the, the play for the cup. Yeah, I mean Anaheim has a buttload of money mm-hmm. to just do whatever. The, Anaheim should just be taking on contracts for the fuck of it at this point. Like, yeah. why well, not? Real quick in 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 conspiracy corner, uh, <laughs> was it the the fucking reporter Cerevelli? speculated that um john gibson wants out of anaheim yeah what the fuck's going on in anaheim why does everybody hate it so much i mean because <laughs> you're 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 like the furthest away from the coast as you can be and still be in a major city in california yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know you're, you're orange county so it's like it's yeah yeah it's like well it's, it's as small town as california coast gets yeah you know what? If if he does want to sign with a with a possible contender or at least a, a playoff bound team, the Buffalo Sabers have significant oh, yeah. amount of cap space. Yeah, and they have a budding lineup 
that would be very desirable for for a veteran like him with his skill set to to help usher along. And you know, if if you do anything good in Buffalo, it, you know, because of the market and, and the passion of the fans up there, you know, in in football and and hockey, they're gonna love you forever. Yeah. Imagine a Tage Thompson, Dylan Patrick Cousins, Kane. and Terrence. That's a sick line. Actually, when Kane ends up in Buffalo, Kane, Tarasenko, Thompson, that's a sick line. That's that, they're, they're talking about Kane to Dallas now. This is such a fucking stupid league. In no other sport. <laughs> I don't like, think try Kane. To, I try think to Kane's think about. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, dude. Go ahead. No, I, I said I, I think Kane's got a better shot at ending up in Buffalo. And again, that, you know, and, and using like uh, – the whole fucking uh, lightning model of circumventing mm-hmm. the cap. Mm-hmm. He's going to get surgery. He's going to be out for eight months of this, you know, eight months or so him coming back after the all-star break or by the all-star break for, for, for Buffalo would give them a huge boost, especially they were on the cusp as it was this past year. So if you have Tarasenko in that lineup, that's an extra little push. And then you have Kane coming in healthy. And that Buffalo? would be, yeah, that would be insane. I don't know. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know what Kane's going to be capable of this season. I mean, I get I mean, like I get it. Joe Pavelski is defying all rules of nature right now. But <laughs> but look at what Kane did in his short time. Yes, he didn't. He wasn't as explosive. But up until the well, trade yeah. deadline, he he scored like fucking his last five games as a Blackhawk. He was putting up points like it was going out of business. And then in his first uh couple of the moves he made that fucking goal in 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 in, in jersey like the that move he made he yeah. fucking just totally that was very reminiscent of vintage kane yeah yeah i so like know. there's stuff in the tank and now that was him hurt dealing with a nagging hip injury i just think this league struggles with letting go like just move on you know think of like compare like compare this think about the situation in any other sport like Imagine caring where fucking Dante Culpepper was going to be this year. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, it's, listen, it's, Patrick Kane is... Like, oh, I wonder where Michael Vick is going to land this season. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Kane has gas in the tank. He's had an unfortunate hip injury that he's been probably dealing with for a couple seasons. Like, let's just be frank. Mm. And, I mean, he's, he's the, probably the best American forward... Ever. Like realistically, right, and that meant so much ten years ago. Yes, but I think he, he he's still a good player. He's not. It's not like some guy who's just like we're just like Gordy Howe in his last fifteen seasons. He's just a guy who still can do it. He was one of the top. Believe it or not, when you want to want to believe it or not, he was still one of the better point producers for the Rangers post. Not in the playoffs, but post trade deadline to the playoffs, he was one of the better point producers. And you didn't show on the even the eye test; he failed. Yeah, but he was a part of a lot of points. He was part of a lot of goals. Yeah. The, guy, the guy is productive, right? So there is value. Is he going to get five million? No, he's not going to get five. Million. He's going to get three, four, maybe for you know a couple seasons, two seasons, three years. He's not going to be lights out, but he still has value, you know. 
Well, that's why like a market for him for sure. Yeah, and like a one-year deal in Buffalo would be great. He would turn thirty-five, and then he can get an incentive-laden contract, and you know, sign anywhere he wants. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I think there's value there, but you know, Brendan, I think I'm not. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm just giving facts here. I'm getting real like red. I I get real reg vibes every time I see. Uh, <laughs> every time I see Patrick Kane take the ice, you get real Reg Dunn vibes. Well, Brendan, I, I, what, let me ask you this: What does uh, Rangers Facebook say about Patrick Kane? They hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Rangers face every Boomer Rangers fan, which is this crazy. guy's a bum, uh, is just well, they want Drury's head. For Patrick, <laughs> they want to say like every Ranger fan above, like born before 1965, wants Drury drawn and quartered on New York <laughs> one. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, they, uh, I don't know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand Ranger fans sometimes. Sometimes I think Ranger fans hate the Rangers because. They just, they never, there's never any positivity. Like, I get it. You know, this team has fell short on comic, comical levels. Uh, and it's miserable. Like, it's, it's, we are a miserable lot. One cup in 80 years. Uh, every once in a while, we get just close enough to be let down. Uh, so I get why they're so miserable, and maybe this will be us in twenty five years. We'll, do, you know, they were just not <laughs> old enough to be this sad yet. I'll be a Cleveland uh, Barons fan at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's what I see, you know, being the one out of the three of us who's in charge of our social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what I'm seeing is panic. Just so much like burn the house down panic uh from uh an uneducated fan base i mean uneducated is probably the nicest word i could use to describe them because they don't like they don't understand things like contracts and how they work after they've been signed uh they don't understand how the salary cap works they don't understand how no movement clauses work compared to how no trade clauses work they just they 80 percent of the people i see on facebook in particular are like we need to trade panarin right now well we can't do that you can't that's not, yeah that's not a thing we could do get rid of panarin and sabanajad get them out of here and get some sandpaper and can't do that uh i'm not i don't want to I don't want to trash boomers here, but um, just generally speaking, there's a lot of panic. And I think that the like Ranger fans just need to calm the fuck down. Just calm down. Enjoy your summer. You know, I'm like, like I'm a huge Ranger. I'm a large enough Ranger fan to want to do a hockey podcast about the (laughs) Rangers. And I understand that it's just a fucking game. Like, it's just a game. Calm the <laughs> fuck down. Like, you're going to be okay. No matter what, no matter how this shakes out, you're going to be okay. 
right? You could still watch and enjoy this hockey team who, spoiler alert, is still really fucking good. Yeah. This hockey team is not, and not just on paper. Brendan, it's really fucking good. Where do you think, like, this, uh, aside from the general, like, uh, uh, anxiety and 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 uh, fear mongering. Where do you think it stems from? Is it is it is it from a credible source? Is you know are they no. looking at the other teams in the East and what they're doing? Or I don't think it's from a source. Like I don't uh, like. Let me be very clear. This has nothing. To, I'm not a huge fan of hockey media because uh, I think you know like they don't ask hard hitting questions. Have like very few of them ask hard hitting questions. But uh, this has nothing to do with hockey media. This is not their fault at all. This is like cult of personality shit happening in the underbelly of Facebook <laughs> fan groups <laughs> where they're just... So you're saying these are Russian bots on Facebook? Yes. Seeing where just, discontent yeah. within Ranger so, fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're tired of the war. They want to get everybody in, an, in another In another <laughs> attempt, in another attempt to uh, blacklist Panarin. Yeah. In another attempt oh, yeah. to blacklist Panarin. <laughs> Putin has infiltrated uh, <laughs> Ranger Facebook. No, I just, I see a lot of people. You know what it's like? Do you remember? And I, look, I'm not going to compare us to this team, but do you remember where everybody was like super high on Tampa? Like after in 2015, when they beat us in the Eastern Conference Finals, they went on to lose to Chicago. Like they were, they were budding. They were going to be the next big team. And mm-hmm. then they got swept by Columbus. And everybody was like, myself included, got super reactionary and was like, Tampa's fucking done. Clean house. That's yeah. it. Stamkos is old. Yeah. There's no way. Tampa's done. And then, nope. Yeah. Back-to-back cups later, Tampa wasn't done. You know, so all – and I'm not comparing us to that Tampa team, although we look a lot more like that Tampa team today than we did three weeks ago. We look a lot more like that Tampa team than Tampa does today. Exactly. So my message for Ranger fans is like, have some fucking ice cream, light some fucking sparklers, enjoy your summer. Like this is still a very good team. Enjoy it. We don't. This doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Like, do, like I don't think people understand how fucking hard it is to win the Stanley Cup. How hard it is to even get into the fucking playoffs. And we are a lock. We are as close to a lock as it gets to make the playoffs. It's almost impossible to win the fucking Stanley Cup. Look at what happened to Boston last year. Right. Look at the run. Like, look at what Florida, like, look at the way Florida had to play to even get to the, through the East last year. And they limped in, and they couldn't get it done. You know, it's almost impossible. Look at how good we were in 2015. Yeah. So, Brendan, I know that this is what you're saying. I agree 100%. But there's got to be a boogeyman. Who these, These fans have to be afraid of somebody. Oh, it's the Devils. They're terrified of the Devils. Ranger fans are going to bed like ra- like Ranger fans are having their wives check for Jack Hughes under their bed every <laughs> night before they go to sleep. And I get it. The Devils are really good, you know, but are the Devils 
like uh, we talked about this last week. You know, I know Dave, you weren't here, so I'd love to hear your take on it. But like, are the Devils drastically better right now than they were last season? No, I don't think so. I think, like I said last week, the Devils, uh, the Devils shot above where they thought they were going to be last season. Mm-hmm. It kind of shocked everyone. And similar they, to the Rangers. Similar to the Rangers the year before. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the Devils in the offseason made the moves they had to make to maintain that level. Now, similar to the Rangers, that might not fucking work. Just like it right. didn't fucking work for us this season. You know, that's what we thought we were doing when we had that surprise season last year, right. coming to this past season, thinking we made the tweaks. You know, we added tro- this wasn't a rollback year. We added Trocheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we added VC. You know, we thought we made a little tweaks we had to make. So, and we were going to so, be legit contenders. Speaking, so speaking of those tweaks, I, I, because the Devils are the boogeyman here, right? And let's just, you look at the Metro. We spoke about it. The Carolina, we're not really as scared of. Everyone else kind of just blows. But the Devils are, that's going to be the competition. They're a problem. They're a problem. We spoke, we, we spoke about this last week, but let's just go through the list of their offseason. Right, we already know the Rangers offseason. The Devils signed uh, a goalie in Colgren, probably seen no games. Uh, Josh Dowling, Kyle Crisculo, Nathan Bastion, Michael McLeod, Shane Bowers, all on one year, one or two year contracts with mm-hmm. little to no money. Uh, they re signed Howla, three years, 3.5, 3.15, two bags. Timo Meyer, eight by eight and a half. That's nuts. Mm. You know, he that he probably his agent should be probably be fired. He could have taken two by five and then went ten by fifteen next year. And yet and yes for Brat, eight by seven point eight. So those are their just signings. Then we have we have some trades. Colin Miller, they traded him, they traded. A 2025 fifth rounder for him. And then the big one, Tyler Toffoli, they traded away Sharon Govich and a 2023 mm-hmm. third rounder. The Toffoli uh, trade, that's a big deal. That's a big upgrade yeah, to the Devils. But I think so. I, Sharon Govich was good, but Toffoli adds, yeah, he's got more pedigree. But, he's, you know. but they also subtracted Tatar. He's, he's a free agent, I believe, right now, yeah. waiting to get signed. They subtracted uh, Ryan Graves. Graves, yeah. You know, they subtracted some depth, you know, and then for the most part, uh, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a run it back. You know, Nathan Bastion, yeah, he was good mm-hmm. to keep him around. McLeod, I think that was smart to keep him around. I think it was smart to keep Paula around. And then I think, you know, the big deal for them this year was can we fit Brat and Timo? And they got oh, it And they done. did. And they got it done. Uh and you know, but they did that at the expense of maybe bringing in a legitimate goalie. That's I, that they're they need goalie you know, help big time. Are they, they're not going to get that for a while now. Can they put their trust in 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 VTech? again? Look, VTech had a great regular season for him last year. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of fell apart a little bit in the playoffs. But you know, like I, like I think the the point is. Teams are going to get good. Teams are going to get bad. You know, there's no guarantee. No matter what happens in the offseason, 
there's no, you know, we could, you know, we could trade Trocheck for fucking McDavid right now, <laughs> you know, uh, and somehow like Bettman lets us exceed the salary cap and we bring in McDavid <laughs> and there's still no fucking guarantee. Right. You know, I think people just need to calm down. We, the Rangers are a very good team. You know, let's see what Laviolette does with this team. Let's see if if Laviolette unlocks Kako and, and, and Lafreniere, we're cooking, pal. Right yeah. We're fucking cooking. You know, so, people forget that we've got the number one overall pick and the number and the number two overall pick on this team that so, have been uh, completely underutilized. So, you know, I, I have three kids and they get scared of things. And you know, oh, the boogie, the boogeyman is in my room. I can't go to sleep. The boogeyman's gonna get me. So you know what I do? I take them. I show them under the bed. There's no boogeyman. I open the closet. There's no boogeyman. I try to ease their fears. Right. Yeah. I want to do the same for these Ranger fans who are afraid of the Devils, saying that the Devils have gotten so good, the Rangers stink. I want to ease their fear. So let's let's think. I just want to have like a quick think about this and say, stack up the Devils roster right now as it stands versus the Rangers roster as it stands. Gut check which roster is better. If you ask me, and I'll give you guys time to think, so I'll vamp a bit. You look at the rosters, very similar to last season, despite the playoff uh, performance. The Rangers roster is lights out, head and shoulders better than the Devils roster. I don't, paper, know about I don't know about lights ice. out. I think, no, I think so. I think so. I think that, the, like you said, the Devils punching above their weight a little bit. They're a good team. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but what I'm saying is on paper and on the ice, the Rangers aren't a better team, objectively. Okay? Do they, do they historically – and especially last season, have a problem playing down to their competition? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Are the Devils a scrappy team who could probably play up to their competition? Yes. Yeah. Devils, so, yeah. the big on, bad boogeyman. Okay. That, that so, everyone, people, I don't think they're the boogeyman. On paper, because we have Panarin and Zavanajad. Uh, and and Adam Fox and you know and Chester, yeah, I can see how we're better on paper. I think the Devils play really well as a team. Uh, I think the Devils utilize their players to their potential, which is something that we haven't done for the last few years. But that can change, you know. With, yeah, if, if you have, right? The way I would break it down is into four categories: top six, bottom six, def- defense, goalie. That's how I would break it down. So if you want to start with top six, I think. Right now, their top six is objectively better. Right, the devils. Be- the devils. They're beating us right now in their top six. Their top six is more whole. It's proven. Our top six, we don't know what it's going to look like quite yet. Just because we don't know what it's going to look like quite yet, they're winning that category. I okay. think bottom six. I'll, I'll disagree, but I'll, I'll see it. I think I think bottom six is a wash. Yeah, I right now bottom six is a wash. I think that because we have Fox and Miller, we edge them out on defense. And Chesterkin's arguably the greatest goal in the world. Yeah. So I, I, I think my biggest argument is that top six, because I think 
our top six can take a number of forms. And the fact that it's flexible, one, edges out the devils. And two, most of those forms are better than the current whole top six of the devils. Like, where is, like, if you want to just play matchups, like, you know, the devils the have their is, top it's, six. It's that it's widely you choose Rangers. Like, you have three lines of, you have three lines of potentially better first lines than the devils first line. The, I don't know that top that that top line for the Devils. I mean, well, now what, what it? it would be to Foley? No, it would be Timo. Timo T, it would be Timo Heischer Mercer, and that's a really good line. And the second line would be uh, to Foley use Brad. It's a yeah. good top six. It's a it's great. A that's a great top six. And then ours. Let's say ours is the one that I just rolled out. Right, uh, Laugh, Zabanajad, Kako. The ceiling on that line is way higher than the Devils' first line, but mm-hmm. we don't know. We don't know what their floor is yet. So you know. What, so you're <laughs> you're completely disregarding the fact that I want to make. I want these. Scared Ranger fans to be able to sleep oh, tonight, and you're yeah, just really giving simple. them more things. That's, to be fucking that's afraid really of simple. If you're a Ranger fan and you're afraid of the boogeyman and you need a nightlight, right? Go on Google and type in <laughs> Igor Shosturkin. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. If okay. you're afraid of any team in this league, type just remember Igor Shosturkin. And if well, that's not enough for you, Adam Fox. Yeah, and you y- you are right in saying that, but I think the things we're we're neglecting to say is that the injection of Peter Lavalette's system and his ability to uh, manage games and uh, adapt to different situations, mm-hmm. which Gallant could not. David Quinn just well, I don't know. He 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 wasn't it. He wasn't it for them. I think. No. Um. So like. I think that's going to be the X factor in making them, you know, better uh, suited to, to deal with the devils going forward. Uh, Laviolette has a track record of getting the most out of his players. And if it's, if it holds true, then we're going to have Lafreniere make that jump. We're going to have Keandre Miller make, make that jump. Heedle's going to get better. Kako's going to get better. And then that's, that's really fucking scary for the opposition. So I'll say this, Dave. And, you know, this might be a hot take, and I know you're a hot take machine, so you'll love it. You know, uh, when you look at this roster, Mika Zibanejad is probably the best center to wear a Ranger jersey since Mark Messier at this point. You know, uh, Mika Zibanejad is (laughs) – since Mark Messier, who's been a better – who's been a better centerman? No, I'm not – I didn't mean to derail you. Please continue. Uh, Artemi Panarin is quite possibly the best forward to ever be a Ranger. Right? Could be. Uh, aside, aside from Yaga. Could be. He, <laughs> uh, Artemi Panarin is at least top five Ranger forwards of all time. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think I think in raw talent and right. untapped yeah. potential, absolutely. Have I have we seen it on the ice? I uh, yeah, in, in spurts. I will love 
Henrik Lundqvist until the day they put me in the ground, but only a fool would look at Igor Shosturkin and say he's not better. Right? Igor will go down as the best goalie to ever play for this team. Yeah, but he's like, he's, he's, if you remain in the short time here, he's already kind of proven that. Right. Right. Yes. But he's also inherited of, a better team than Lundqvist inherited. Right. But I can yes. only think, I can only think of one defenseman to play for this team in my lifetime who's better than Adam Fox. Number two. Right. So my point is, When's the last time we saw this Ranger team play with real structure? That would be under, under AV, I think. Under AV, I think we the, saw them the play first with year under AV. That the first, first year right? where they this, came off the tour tie. Right. This team is, and this is not a matter of opinion or just on mm-hmm. paper, this team, from a talent perspective, is objectively better than the team that lost to the Kings in the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh. Uh, I would agree with that, but again, this this is unformed clay. Whereas that they team need was a coach. They need a coach. Yes. Yeah, they need a coach. This team can get the job done. And if you know, so Carlo, to your point, if you're a Ranger fan and you're terrified of what's about to happen to us this year, and look, I'm not guaranteed. Like we could suck this year. That is a positive. You know, we're always. Every team is always one or two critical injuries away from yeah. sucking. Yeah. Uh, but this team can be great this year. You know, we're, I think we're a better team than we were in 14, 13, 14, and 14, 15. And 14, 15, we, are, we go to the finals and potentially win it if Zuccarello could, like, knew what fucking planet he was on. You know, if he didn't get smashed in the face with a slap shot and have to learn how to walk and talk again. Well, yeah, I could say obje- objectively, you're, you're right. Skill-wise, we are a better team than we were in that cup run. Um, shit. I, 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 I'm not panicking. You know, I am yeah. not, you know, I, I, I don't, I just don't get that, I, that, that sense at all. Like, I mean, come on, we've suffered through, the Colin Campbell era, the John Muckler era, like all these fucking terrible, terrible coaches that have no business being behind the fucking bench with less than average talent. Mm-hmm. And this is not that. And now we're getting uh, a coach with a great pedigree, great system, good rapport with players and gets the most out of them, uh, you know, regardless of mm-hmm. their skill level. And I think the fact having the, the high skill level of these players that are being paid the money and realizing uh, their underperformance since past playoff, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder, and Laviolette's La going to be the activator for for everyone on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as far as his whole coaching staff, Housley, uh, Muse, um, Pekka, 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 no. which I love, and I'm I'm sorry to miss the, the the first episode, but Pekka is I've always liked that fucker as a player. He was hard nosed. And and he could put up points like yeah. you know it's 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 business it, it's business behind the bench now now that you have you have <laughs> great pe- people that were great on the ice behind the bench and you have this great talent on the ice now and now it's just okay training camp comes 
let's see what we got. Like, let, yeah. let, let's see this cohesion. Like, that, I mean, that's the thing, you know, so Carlo, if, if you're going to be the one to, you know, if you're going to be the one to officially address all of these uh, shook Ranger fans, you know, or maybe no, no, fans, that's your job. I'm not uh, doing that. I'm just trying to help, you know, just keep in mind that like Dave just said, like the talent we have on this team right now is through the roof. This is one right. of the best Ranger teams we've seen in our lifetime. I think like, I think this team, like I just said, is objectively better than the 13-14 team and the 14-15 team. Mm -hmm. They just need leadership. That's it. And I'm sorry. Like, I get that the Devils are good. I They're they're undeniably good. Jack Hughes. And as we said last week, that that's good that the Devils are good. Yeah. Jack Hughes is a beast. Timo's a beast. Uses, uh, Brat is a beast, right? Uh, Dougie Hamilton seems to have finally found a place where he's going to play the – the level of hockey we all thought he could play. Yeah. Right. But I'm just, are they great? Yeah. Do I get a little bit nervous when we play them? Yeah. But again, I didn't like Sidney Crosby didn't keep me up at night. Alex Ovechkin didn't keep me up at night. So Jack Hughes is not going to keep me up at night. You know, uh, when you look at the teams we used to have to go through to get to get to the end and compare like I'll take this Devils team and the Hurricanes yeah. all day over yeah. over Crosby in his fucking prime. Ovechkin in his fucking prime. Monster Boston. Yeah. The perfection line in its prime. Mm-hmm. You know? Any day, give give me the Devils and the Hurricanes. Now, look, the Devils and the Hurricanes are still going to be really good, but just because they're really good doesn't mean we're really bad, right? Let them let let them laugh at us now. Let them laugh at us all summer. I was thinking about this today when I was running some errands. I was thinking about you know because I was thinking about Elaine Vigneault and him retiring, and I was thinking about the way I felt as a Ranger fan. That, you know, 2014, 2015. And I was thinking about a conversation I had with a guy, Ryan, that I used to work with, who's a diehard Ranger fan. And one day we were working together. We were on the same crew. And we were driving to a job. We were talking about the Rangers. And I said to him, uh, you know, something, I'll paraphrase, something along the lines of, you know, it really doesn't matter what happens in the first or the second period. Like, we could be down by a goal, two goals, three goals, this team is gonna win. I you know, and he he said he said it's crazy. He said, I agree for the first time in my life, I like I put on the Ranger game every night or every other night or whatever, expecting them to win. And I think that that's the season we're gonna have. The 23-24 season under La under Laviolette. That's the Ranger team we're gonna we're gonna get back. So you that heard team. it here, Ranger fans. No need to fear. Brendan yeah. <laughs> and his expert analysis is here yeah. to, to allay any kind of misgivings and insecurities yeah. you may have. And we're a good I, hockey team. Yeah, thank you, Brendan. Don't, you know, yeah. don't eat a fucking hot dog. Every... Have an Italian ice during the summer. You know, you kind of pushed back on me when I wanted to like ease the fears of everybody. And you know what? You did a great job of doing it. So we came back around 
That's yeah. excellent. Right. That's excellent, excellent story building. You know, we're doing something here. Something magical is happening. But yeah, and I, and, but it, it, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, this team on paper is the most talented team we've had in very, very decades. Um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of like Panarin being the best. Yeah, we I mean, have. I think we have. We have. We have all summer to break down this team line by line, player by player. Talk about the oh, balance. God, who wants to do that though? Like, yeah, you really want to do that? I I love like this is what I this is what I do <laughs> when I'm just driving alone. Like I listen to I listen to hockey podcasts. He's putting people, a gun in his mouth right now. <laughs> to hear people break down rosters and like I, that's I like to nerd out about hockey rosters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if there's I, if there's I, anyone else who likes that, then I'll just do the episode by myself. I, 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 respect, that. I respect that, but like I also, you know, I want to see, I want to hear the rumblings from training camp. I want to see, you know, when it, when they get the practices yeah. going and stuff like that. It's it's you know, sh- show not tell, you know, kind so, of stuff. Actually, let me ask this question, and maybe this exposes us a bit much. Has anyone heard anything from training camp other than that low HUD post with uh, 50 photos? No, nothing no. really. You know, the, the only thing I've heard is like Othman looks good. Everything yeah. else, it's been pretty mums the word otherwise. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I, I just dispelled all worries without even <laughs> getting into that stuff. Like, like oh, oh also, Brennan Othman on the horizon. Right? Yes. Potential to be potential to be a bona fide beast you know on the horizon will cooley on the horizon three years uh, parole yeah well what's what's the other kid's name Berard on the mm-hmm. horizon you know sakura on the horizon drury's done a good job of sort of uh you know what we lost a lot of our talent a lot of our prospect pool in the last few years, he's done a good job of backfilling it a little bit. He actually cares about Hartford putting a good product on the ice, which is exciting. The, the, they had a successful season for the first mm-hmm. time I can even remember. Yeah, yeah. they 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 had they played a competitive series against a very good Hershey team. Mm-hmm. You know who ended up losing to the Firebirds? Go Kraken! You know the Coachella Firebirds. <laughs> good grief. Yeah, what a hockey team. I actually, I'd love to go be. to that game. That, yeah. That's got to be a fun game to get a hot dog at. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, I think we've got all summer to talk about the way this roster is going to ebb and flow all season. And I think it's, it's going be a, it's a, it's to be a long season. I think Laviolette's going to try a lot of different things. You know, it's, he's got the – he's got – the advantage of having a guy like Igor in net who's going to hold it down on enough nights and steal enough games that no matter where it is in the, in the rankings, this team's going to get in. We've got to, you know, if we stay relatively healthy and remain relatively competitive, we have got our ticket to the dens. It's, it's printed already. And we and we look forward to hopefully hearing from you know, some of you listeners out there to, you know, give us your two cents. You know, yell at us. Yeah. You know, disagree. In. Tell me know, how fucking wrong I am. Or ride the follow wave us of, on Twitter of, of at Ranger Things Three. Email us at contact at RangerThingsPodcast.com. 
so all right let's let's close this out i think we have a nice short and sweet uh chat here um dave i want to hear your final thoughts not not jerry springer style but like your final thoughts rangers devils this coming season we shouldn't be afraid we know this everything brendan said what i want to ask you i'm finding this question now as i speak what's the season series look like who takes it honestly it's gonna be a close series um depending on if the devils do make a move with their goaltending or if uh, VTech comes out as hot as he did last year. But I think the Rangers are definitely going to win the, the season series. And when we see them inevitably in the playoffs, I think it's a wrap. I think, I think the Rangers, the Rangers got this. Can I get a, a, a can I get a playoff prediction? How many games do the Rangers beat the Devils in? No, we're going to hold you to this later. It, it's going to be hard fought, but, I don't see it more than six games. I'm going to say five. Mark it on this date, uh, on this calendar date, folks. Five games, right. Rangers, Devils in the playoffs, if Devils make it there. Mm-hmm. But if the Devils even make it, Dave, so. Okay. okay. Well, Brandon, to the uh, matchup. To the matchup. Okay. To the matchup. Okay. Same question. I think that uh, – as far as the season series is concerned, I think it's a toss-up. I think, uh, I think, what is it? Five games we're gonna play them. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I could see us dropping three of those games. You know, I could see the Devils taking that series three to two. Uh, I think it'll be competitive. Uh, I wouldn't be too overly concerned about the season series. I think the Devils win the division this year. Whoa! I I think Carolina takes a step back. Uh, I think we can either have a jump with Lavulette and jump into two. Um, but I think the Devils get better regular season wise, and they win the division. Uh, you know, they they just about beat Carolina this year. They came real close. I think, and I think Carolina is going to take a step back. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Devils, and then. It's the Devils one, and then it was us in Carolina fighting it out for number two. Uh, but either way, I think uh, we see Carolina in the first round of the playoffs. Yep. And the Devils, you know, uh, the the Devils could potentially win win the conference. They like they could they could be first place in the conference come playoff time. They could be first seed in the conference. I think. Because Boston is, we're not going to see another year out of Boston like we did. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not going to see, you know, I, I, I guess Toronto will be relatively the same. And that's a running back situation there. But I think Toronto and the Devils will fight for the for, for first place in the conference. Uh, I think we see the the Canes in the first round of the playoffs, and then we, I think we beat them in five. In five, okay. Five. I think we beat the Canes in five. Uh, And then I think it is Rangers-Devils divisional round. And that's a bloodbath. It's brutal. It's lose your hair, lose sleep, seven games, multiple overtimes. Both of these teams are really good. They're really, really good. Uh, And, you know, all things – 
are pretty even between the Rangers and the Devils. Uh, like we talked about last week, you know, they're they're making moves, they're building to beat each other. Yeah, uh, exactly and they're right. you know they're building to beat each you know, and the the Kings are doing the same thing. These three teams are building to beat each other. Um, we're going to be right there in the mix, and I just I think it's, you know, would I be surprised if the Rangers beat the Devils in seven? No. Would I be surprised if the Devils beat the Rangers in seven? No. You know, it's I, I don't think I don't take Carolina seriously in the playoffs. That's that's the only thing. The first time Carolina. You know, Carolina got real, real lucky that the Devils sort of had a little bit of a had bad bounces. Had, well, they had bad bounces, and they had a little bit of a hangover after storming back in the Rangers series. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was a lot. Of, that was an emotional win for them after losing those two in the Rock games one and games two. And I think uh, there was, you know, Brindamore found a crack in the armor and just blew it wide open. But I think the Devils learned a lot from that series. I think they learned a lot from, you know, so yeah. I'm I'm droning on. I'm droning on at this point. It's all right. It's okay. I am gonna give my somebody uh, somebody like the the wrap the wrap it up late for me. (laughs) We need one of those. (laughs) No, I will let you go. I can always cut shit out. Don't worry about it. So I think my pick here for the season series, it can like you said, Brendan, either way, three to two. Like it doesn't even matter. Um, I'm going full carnage here. Oh god! Playoff prediction. I see Rangers take the division. I see the Devils get their revenge on Carolina first round. Rangers play the Islanders in, oh. in the first round, and then Rangers Devils second round, where the Rangers. The Rangers and Devils can go seven again. I'll it can go either way. Yeah. I want the so, Rangers obviously in seven. So games. your your prediction is that the Rangers can potentially get to the Eastern Conference final without having to get on an airplane. That's my prediction. Take the before, bus around town, baby. Or before they get on an airplane. They could it'll be they they won't have to get on an airplane until they have to play the Kraken in the fucking final. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, because it won't be the Kraken. Sorry, Brendan. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get those tickets. <laughs> Imagine. But yeah, that's, right, my well, hot, that's my hot take. Maximum carnage playoff for the well, regular season. Again, that's just going to be oh, that's going to be back and forth. Playoffs, if we're doing it, I'll say it's just going to be a bloodbath the whole way through. I agree. I think that that could very well happen. All right. Well, so we all that, agree Rangers win the cup. 23 23. We all agree. Yeah. Chaps. I mean, every super challenge, un- I picked the Rangers to win. Yeah. Like, I'm not super, un- super unbiased take across the board. Super unbiased take. Rangers win 14 cups in a row. All right. Well, with that, I think we could close her out. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're done with this podcast. Uh, it's been nice for you to listen to us. I think we're all done here. Um, I guess with that we don't have to have another podcast. The Rangers will win always. Yeah. No, um, right. that was good. yeah, that was good. Um, let's we'll, we'll get this out the door, and then we'll see. Probably, hopefully, there's news to talk about next week. You're yeah. gonna hear about us chatting about our favorite yeah. 
Rangers moments or some yeah. shit like that. Hopefully, but, uh, Tarasenko is in an islander by the time you're listening to this. Let's hope Tarasenko does something within uh, the next <laughs> six days. Please, for the love of God. Please, signing off, Dave, thank you very much. Oh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here finally. Yes, we, we, we miss you. Um, Brendan, we have to come up with a closing bit. Brendan, thank you very oh, much. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right. And Bye. For, I'm Carlo. Uh, thanks for I'm- listening to Ranger Things. See you next week. <laughs>